Yours look way bigger than mine. Uh, no, yours is yours is good. Mine's the one I'm concerned about. Yeah, mine is uh, the one that looks like it's anemic. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Table, a podcast about a team of folks who love publishing and playing board games, with topics ranging from capstone games news and industry insights to games we're playing and fun we're having. This is episode 11, recorded on January 31st, and another year has begun. Hey folks, Tim here. Hey, it's Brian. Josh here too. In today's episode... After some discussion on our recent gaming stories, we'll head over to Capstone Corner to cover the latest company news. Our main topic for tonight is a retrospective look at gaming in 2021. And with that, we're planning to talk about our top five gaming experiences and the titles that were involved. We'll then conclude with a question or two from our Discord community and the newly named Podcast Questions channel. So let's get this thing started and take the discussion beyond the table. So uh, I'm... Guys, what's what's Wordle? So, Josh, I think you were you were messing around with this. Can you give us a little uh, a little what is this thing? Ah, uh, yeah. So, Wordle is a is this word puzzle where you have to guess a five letter word, and you have six chances to do it. So, you guess a word, and it tells you if the letter's in the right place and correct, or if the letter's just correct, and then you try to use that information to do another guess to get closer to the word. So yeah. So letter uh, letter being correct. What is that? Is that a, uh, just a situation that letter is in the word type thing? Yeah. So for example, okay. the, and this will no this is spoiler free since, uh, this won't come out for a week. And this was today's puzzle. I guess the word plane P L A N E. Um, gotcha. so it gave me the, the, the letter L was yellow, meaning there's an L in the word. It's just not in the right place in the word. I guessed moldy after that. Again, it gave me a yellow L, which was the only letter in the word that was correct. It's just still not in the right place. After that, I guessed the word light L I G H T turned out to be the word. So oh, wow. all the letters okay. are in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was honestly, it was just because I got the right elimination factors. I eliminated a whole bunch okay. of letters and then was able to uh, get the right word from there. So, and if I understand I correctly, you. this is fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, it sounds oh, like a you. great time. Thank, thank you, Brian. I, appreciate I, just, I don't that. get it. <laughs> it's a daily so, puzzle. So, There's one word a day. Like, Okay. So Brian, have you ever played Mastermind? No, no. It was uh, more of a, uh, a, I wouldn't say a hobby board game, more of a mass market, but it was one that uh, we picked up back when the, oh boy, before I had kids. So this goes back years, but um, it sounded like it was a pretty similar situation, except that with that, you, it's, a, it's an asymmetrical thing where one player is playing a code breaker and the other is like the... Um, the the person the crypt, cryptographer i guess the person who's making the code and um they just use colored pegs but it's kind of the same thing i, th- I can't remember josh is it four or five but i, I think it's four. four 
but you you put uh, you put colored pegs in four different slots, and uh, the person who's trying to break the code, they put a, a guess out there with colored pegs, and you uh, as the uh, as the uh, you know the person who who knows the code, they uh, they all that's all they answer. They they tell you how many or how many pegs of the right color you got in the right location, and then also how many pegs of the right color that are in the wrong location, and that was. That's really it, and then based on that, you uh, you got to figure out what pegs you got and 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 where. So yeah, it sounds like um, someone took that that idea, that concept, and and narrowed the scope down to five letter. Yeah. I'm guessing it's all just English. Yep, English words. Okay, yep. and I mean the I use it for when I get up in the morning. That's the first you know I'll sit there in bed for a few minutes thinking, and then I'll get the phone out and I'll. I'll do the day's wordle just to start getting my brain flowing for the day. So that's, that's why I do it in the morning. Just like, it's not like, a, Oh, I'm saving up for my wordle for the day. It's more just, Hey, <laughs> this is, this is going to be the way to get my day kickstarted. Just get my brain working on a puzzle and then get moving. So. Well, very good. Very good. So Brian, you're, you're starting tomorrow, right? That's, that's a hard pass. Yeah. That's a hard pass. <laughs> I've had three people this week ask me if I if I played Wordle, so I'm vaguely aware of its existence, but that's enough for me. I gotcha. Have you seen the all the the little screen prints of the yellow oh, yeah. and yellow and green Tetris sh- shapes? Yeah, yeah, isn't that nice? Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> Just so proud of all these people when they guess it on the second try. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> I know that you better. secretly care. You just can't admit it. It's okay. I mean, that's my Facebook feed has that now. And it's just like, I guess it's better than pictures of their kids, but I, I still don't care regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thanks Brian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've also been getting uh, dinosaur Island to the table mm. that we've played already two times so far this year. And uh, if you haven't played it, it's from Pandasaurus games. It's essentially rare, uh, roller coaster tycoon meets Jurassic Park. You're building a theme park that happens to have dinosaurs in it. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that game, and I know that uh, I would like to get it to the table more. And the fact that we've already done two times this year for me is pretty impressive. So I I don't know. I know that it's uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. But I, I, I really enjoy the things that are going on there. And, and I'm hoping the next time that we play that we'll get uh, some of the totally liquid modules to the table with it. Oh, there you go. One thing you can definitely say is them them dice are chunky. Those are some oh, pretty sweet dice. dice. Are yeah. chunky. <laughs> and the, the amber color. So it, like when you're getting yep. DNA from the dice, like so if you haven't played it, there's you've got a board on which you're building this theme park and. At the beginning of each round, you're rolling these giant, and I say giant compared to like what, 16, it's eight millimeter dice. Like these are way bigger. Uh, what you're doing is you're, you're rolling those dice and then those dice have DNA on them. So you're by, you're, you're essentially claiming this DNA and putting it into cold storage. And that's the DNA that fuels your recipes to build more dinosaurs. And then you're buying attractions and hiring employees and then, so after that, then you're going through and uh, you have a worker placement phase where you've got some ranch hands who are going around doing the chores of the place. They're making dinosaurs and upgrading your security. 
Um, because if your security level isn't high enough, everybody's going to get eaten. Brian, you haven't had any problems with people getting eaten, have you? No, I run a proper park and I get my security, <laughs> I get my security high first thing. I'm not trying nope. to get people murdered. I mean, they spent a lot of money to fly to this park. I mean, they just want to look at the pretty dinosaurs. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a whole dollar. So then in the, the last phase, you're drawing um, visitors out of the bag. And this is where uh, our fourth had some problems with the game, just because in the bag you have 70 attendees who are going to score you points and pay you money to come. And you have 10 hooligans who don't pay to get into the park and don't score you points. The, the randomness of that choice is where, you know, there have been some complaints, but the, the game seems to give you enough ways to try to mitigate that, to make it so that, that shouldn't dominate the gameplay. Just every once in a while, it should kind of come in and maybe just trip you up a little bit. So, so I was trying to remember, wasn't one of the, one of the helpers like actually would like round up the hooligans? Yeah, there's a rent-a-cop. So that was a card from the Totally Liquid expansion um, that essentially allows you to take these hooligans who don't score you points and put them on a card and, and essentially lock them in mall jail because he's a rent-a-cop and uh, score points for him at the end of the game. So that that's a really cool um, way to just mitigate these guys. And the nice thing is it removes them for the rest of the game for everybody. So at the end of the round, all these visitors go back into the bag. So without the removal of, of these people, your odds every round are seven out of eight is going to be good for you. 70 worker, 70 attendees versus 10 hooligans. Um, but as the, gotcha. the rent-a-cop starts removing those, it actually benefits everybody. Um, so it might not be necessarily a good thing to give your opponents better odds to score more points, but... It is interesting, but I, I really think the interesting thing for me is, um, so there's two sets of cards that you go through when you set up the game. And the, the first one is the plot twist. So they've got a deck of cards that essentially you pick two of every game and it alters the game state and the rules just ever so slightly. So like the first game that we did this year, we had um, another set of visitors come who are VIPs and they would score you more points for attending the park. Um, and then the second time we had a plot twist that was every time you claim uh, DNA dice, you get money. And so money ceased to be a problem because every round when you'd claim stuff that you wanted anyways, you'd get money. See, now what, what those reminded me of were, it was almost like a randomized version of adding in the little micro extensions of clinic. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that's you know, a none of them are like game breaking. Oh my goodness. That's going to totally change the situation. But at the same time, it was just enough of a tweak that it wasn't, it, it didn't have a samey feel. Yeah. Yeah. And certain combos of them could make a completely different game I mean, you can play with the same one card but if you combo it with another card it can right. make a, a pretty significant change yeah i got that's, you. that's a good comparison yeah it's just it's just something that keeps the game fresh and opens up different avenues for uh doing things with the game um and then the other thing is so the the main trigger for the end game 
is there are objectives. So you play with, in a four-player game, you play with five objectives. So essentially, number of players plus one. And they have three different sets of objectives based on how long of a game you want to play. If you want the game to be over in an in 45 minutes, you play with a short game. If you want to play an hour to an hour and a half game, you use the medium. And if you want to go to, you know, two, two and a half hours, you play the long game. And it really makes it so you can tailor the experience to how long you want to be playing. If you don't want to be, if you just want to get that 45 minute, like, Hey, we're jumping in and kind of seeing some, how some things happen. You can play the short game and you're not going to be, you know, stuck at the table for all that long. Um, but you can also, if you really want to dive into it and see everything the game has to offer, they give you that option as well. And it, it really kind of makes the game really customizable to how long you want to be there. Cause there's some people who, you know, they check out after about 45 minutes to a game, especially people who might not be in the hobby for all that long. Um, so they are still trying to figure out how some of these games work and stuff. That's where I've had success with dinosaur Island with some people who aren't necessarily in the hobby, they'll sit down and we play the short game and it's not overstaying. It's welcome for them. And it gives them enough time to figure out what's going on, but isn't so draining on their brain that they, uh, they feel like they couldn't do another game afterwards. So yeah, I, no, I think I it's gotcha. a really cool game right. that, uh, right. that has gotten a lot of love since it came out. And, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Now, I know they uh, they kickstarted a dinosaur world, if I if I recall. Is that yeah. are you familiar with that one? Yeah, I haven't gotten to it. So they they kickstarted. It's essentially a sequel game. Okay. So they they did instead of uh, the way that they had structured a lot of the first game, um, they went and then started building. The, it, it's almost like they combined it with Suburbia. Like you've got a little board where you're building hexagonal tiles off of and um, a lot of more placement uh, bonuses from what I was seeing. So I think, you know, it, it looks like the the next iteration of the game. They were like, hey, this is it. Let's let's take it and evolve it to the next kind of okay. uh, level. And then it added maybe some some adjacency bonusing or, or something yeah. to that. OK. All right. I got gotcha. you. So. It looked cool. I just didn't have the kashish at the time to back the Kickstarter. So, I gotcha. Yeah, but it does look it does look cool. So, all right, very good, Dinosaur Island. Yeah, Brian, how about you? You got any games over there? Yeah, not many actually. Um, <laughs> most of my plays have been, have been with you guys here at the first first month of the year, but I did recently That's get. Okay. Uh, get a couple solo plays of Marvel champions. And so Marvel champions is one of fantasy flight games, um, living card games. And it came out in 2019. And I'm pretty sure at this point they they've averaged at least one expansion every month since ranging from 15 to $40, um, depending on what all comes with it. So it is a deck construction hand management game can be played cooperative or solo. So it's similar to their other LCGs of Lord of the Rings and Arkham Horror in that it is a cooperative or solo experience. Um, from my experience, it plays really, I mean, it's play, it plays very well solo. You can either choose solo with one, one deck or you can multi-hand if you want to. 
Tim, I know I, I uh, made you play this not long ago at three players, and I feel like three players is probably the maximum I would do. I don't think I would go to four. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It, it, it scales fine. It's just I think it might drag on then, especially if you're someone who's not me and in, absolutely in love with Marvel. Um, well, I mean, what did you think when you played it? No, I, it's it's one of those things. The the co-op nature of some of these lcgs is a little bit of a weird feel for me so it took me a little bit to kind of get the get the hang of that but uh but overall no i i I mean we played that and like right around the same time we played lord of the rings yeah living card game didn't we yeah yes yeah uh based on those two and for me it probably is is theme slightly theme based but i would probably prefer the the lord of the rings side but those two the gameplay felt pretty similar to me now again that's not necessarily like you know my number one genre of gaming so i'm I'm sure folks are screaming uh you know that they're obviously totally different systems and uh but but yeah to the to the layman no it 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 had a similar feel and i probably liked the uh the the theme of the of the lord of the rings a little bit better but i I was just looking up marvel champions because honestly i didn't believe you i can't believe that came out in 2019 yeah it seems like it's been around forever yeah it's that they announced it um i think they announced it at gen con and then I want to say it was maybe around October or so that they came out with the base box. And then, yeah, every month, for the most part, with the shipping issues that everyone's aware of at this point, they have, they've had some months where they didn't have an expansion come out. But then this month, they had two expansions come out. So, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're averaging one a month. Um, you've got Hero Packs, which are 15 bucks, And that just comes with the one they just announced is Nova, the Hero Nova. Um, okay. He will be coming basically with a 60-card, just like um, clamshell, I think they call it, just those plastic clamshell boxes. Yep. And it's going to be a pre-constructed, every, every Hero Pack is a pre-constructed 40-card deck. And then you get 20 cards normally that are just increasing the aspect. So when you're deck building with this game, you're going to choose your hero. That hero comes with 15 cards that must be in your deck. That That's basically what kind of makes them unique and what makes them thematic, really. So the rest of your deck, and that's a 40-card minimum, but I think most people stick to that 40 cards you know, pretty religiously. So the rest of your 25 cards can either come from one of four different aspects or a neutral aspect, just gray neutral aspects. So the aspects are essentially, there's one that's good at attacking. There's one that's good at defending. There's one that is good at, well, it's thwarting, but it's good at stopping the villain from trying to complete their scheme. And then the last one is basically good at everything. Um, That's the leadership aspect. And for me, this is the least thematic. The, The rest of the, aspects can just kind of enhance your hero cards in my opinion this is all my opinion i'll you know get screamed at probably but the leadership (laughs) aspect is kind of all around bringing out allies and you can put in any allies from the leadership aspect as well as these neutral allies so the allies do a lot of the work yeah Real, real quick so that that side of it i mean is that part of where the the deck construction comes from yeah. Is, is in pulling in different, uh, different allies that you can pull in. Yeah. You can have, uh, allies for any allies from whatever aspect that you choose. And there are certain heroes that of course break these rules. And there are certain heroes that actually Adam Warlock, um, is one that has to use all four aspects. 
There is, I believe, Spider-Woman can use two aspects. But for the most part, the majority of the heroes, you will pick one. And then your entire deck, your card pool, effectively is every card from that aspect. So the, the leadership aspect, though, is all about just getting allies out. And then the allies kind of do the work for you. So for me, it feels less like, for instance, the deck I built that Josh, unbeknownst to him, helped me choose um, just because there are 29 <laughs> heroes out and I just asked him to give me a number and he happened to choose Rocket Raccoon. And uh, there are several websites you can go to, but I kind of was searching for um, a Rocket Raccoon deck that people kind of liked. So there is a leadership one out there that I built, uh, made a couple changes to it, but it's leadership. And it, it feels less like you're playing Rocket and it just feels like you're kind of playing Rocket and Friends. All of the allies are kind of doing the work for you, which is fine. And it, it's still fun. But when you're actually playing the other aspects, it doesn't rely typically at the deck you build, doesn't rely on having the allies out. The maximum amount, number of allies you can have is three. And when I play a leadership deck, you almost always want to try to get your three allies out there because they're all going to be able to attack for you or defend for you and do all that. Whereas if you're playing one of the other aspects, it's kind of more about enhancing your hero as opposed to just bringing out other people that help it. And again, that's just the way I play. Is this, you know, my opinion and everything like that. There are probably people out there that play completely different. But just kind of my opinion of it is leadership is, it's not that it's less fun. It's just kind of less thematic when you're making it. So, but I, I figured I, one of my goals this year is to play that more because I am buying every expansion and then sleeving them, organizing them and just rinse and repeat and not actually playing it. So um, I'm going to actually <laughs> attempt to play. Um, at least every hero this year. And one of, one of my ultimate goals is, and kind of one of the goals that the community has is to play every hero against every villain on expert mode. So I've kind of started that. I am two games in, so you know, almost there. Um, yeah, <laughs> How currently many there villains are, are there? There are 29 heroes currently. And there okay. are, hold on here, villains. I want to say probably close to 20. Okay. And um, yeah, I don't know. Hold on, my, my so Google. Just, my Google just shy of 600 games. Just, yeah, just shy of 600. I, yeah, and that's, again, every month you're getting either a new hero or new villains, or every once in a while, five new villains and two new heroes whenever they come out with a mm. deluxe expansion. So currently I'm excited, though. There have been some leaks. So I guess if you're a Marvel Champions fan and you don't want to know about the leaks, spoilers, but um, the leaks have been correct in the past, and it's looking like X-Men are going to be coming out later this year. And I'm a really? huge Marvel okay. fan, but I'm an even bigger X-Men fan. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But that's really all I've been playing, Sam. How about you? Oh, let's see. This is a bit ago, but it was a, a little bit of a uh, family uh, family favorite that that came out. And this was early in the early in the month. But uh, Santorini. This uh this one's by by Roxley, and eventually it moved over to to Spin Master. Uh 2016. It's listed as a two or three player game. I, I've only played it and I can only really see playing it two player. You know, that's, it's kind of, I can't really imagine that being a, a good three player game. I mean, especially why would you play that when you have three kingdoms Redux in your back pocket? You know, I don't know exactly. why we play anything else. Seriously. <laughs> I will watch the but three yeah, of you play it. I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so Santorini, it's a, it's a 3d abstract uh, strategy uh, a game with a few asymmetrical uh, player powers sprinkled in here and there. So um, we have the just uh, overall looking at the game. We've got the uh, the Roxley Kickstarter version. Uh, my younger daughter, this is one of her favorites. So uh, 
this has been that um, been one that's been in our our rotation that uh, that, that she'll pull out and. Um, actually does does pretty well um, with it both and we played a couple different ways uh, one just the base without the just the base game without the asymmetrical uh, player powers and I think that's actually how she prefers it I think it's a little less a uh, little less luck driven a little less chaotic and almost has a a, a simplified but a three dimensional chess feel to it so what you have here is a, a five by five grid each player has two figures. Pretty simple game. You're you're trying to move one of your figures to the third level of a building, and on your turn, you're going to take two steps. The first one is you're going to move, so wherever uh, you're going to choose one of your figures and uh, move it to one of the eight adjacent uh, places. That's both you know um, orthogonal and then also diagonal. Um, it's going to be you can either go same level or you can go up one le- level or you can go down one or two levels. After you move, then the next step is uh, you're going to build with uh, exactly in the the same location, so either orthogonal or diagonally adjacent, and you're just going to build the next level. And each of the uh, each of the buildings has a four level uh, or le- uh, components for up to four levels, with um, one uh, you know one, two, and three really being the the base midsection and the, and then pinnacle. Which again, that's what you're trying to be able to move to, and then uh, lastly, the fourth level is a is a cap, which makes that third level no longer uh, viable for being able to move to it. So it, it kind of just closes it off for for that game, and now you got to go build a three level tower somewhere else. So um, that's just the you know the 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 base three D abstract strategy side of it. Uh, in addition. Uh, they've got uh, these uh, individual variable player powers called God and Hero powers. They completely change the game up. Uh, some folks think they're. I, I've heard some folks saying that they are one hundred percent necessary, and others feel that they completely ruin the game. So, as you can see, uh, mileage may vary. Uh, there's definitely a lot of a uh, lot of contrast out there with uh, with opinions for those. So, um, with that, have either of you played uh, Santorini in the past? No, no, and I, I haven't played it either. Seriously, I, I did not. I, I like Josh. I thought it was a two-player only game. Yeah, I thought so too. Okay. Like, so wait, because they originally did a Kickstarter for that, didn't they? Yes. And then, they yeah, did? I remember seeing it when they did the Kickstarter, and I just didn't, I didn't have the money for it at the time, and so I kind of kept an eye on it. And that's when, when it really, when it went over to Spin Master, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, yeah. Roxley's and making that, and some that moves. was right, and that was that was the deal. So Roxley came out with it uh, from a Kickstarter standpoint, and then they had for a short amount of time a retail slash not necessarily Kickstarter version, and yep. that's actually what we picked up. And there are a couple different versions, and the, the one we have has the it's a three dimensional board, so the the board is actually raised off the table, so it has a uh, you know a a, a plateaued uh, island type feel to it and uh then when it moved to spin master yeah i'd I'd, from what i saw again it almost went it it got popular to the point where it almost went mass markety to a certain degree where the um the components definitely had a different feel to them they've it, you know, it, it it was one of those things that it felt cheaper. They got rid of the raised platform, so it was just on a you know a flat board. But again, took a uh, 
took a game and I, I think got the uh, got the price point to half or maybe even a less than half by doing doing a couple of those things. So that can only help the hobby when really good games like that can find ways to get into the mass market. Like you know, yeah, the, you you do get a little bit less expensive components, you know, and as you said, they can feel cheap, but I think that it can only help the hobby when to get some diversity into that mass market, you know, to get things that are beyond clue and monopoly and you right. know, a couple of those other standards um, to really start bringing some new kind of ideas and maybe some, you know, ways to play the game to, to that to that kind of market yeah it's, it definitely was one of the titles that got into uh you know other um other mass market type um channels that uh, some of the other hobby hobby games don't so yeah no totally agree it's got a nice table presence too it does look really really cool i'm looking at some of the images now on bgg it is you know that's that's again if i walked by it it's like oh okay it's kind of a little bit more than just you know, sometimes you walk by a game and everyone's just got their heads down, staring at their cards or whatever, trying to figure out what their next move is. So this has a little something going for it. And yeah, BGG has nearly 32,000 voters for the average rating. So this one definitely hit quite a few people that normally wouldn't be in the hobby, I think, which is always nice to see. Yeah, definitely. It, it's been a, uh, it's another one of those quick family games that just keeps getting played. Um, it, it was one of the, one of the early ones that the, uh, that my kids really got into. And uh, it's, it's one of those games where you set it up and just kind of leave it set up off on a corner table. You know, as, as kids walk by, they'll, they'll just start, start playing or pairing up and, and playing. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a, been a neat one. Glad, glad we have a copy. So it's kind of like a new, another crokinole in your house. <laughs> Pretty much. You got it. Oh man. So yeah. And then other, as for other games, uh, I'll tell you what, I've really been crushing solo games in January. Um, so proud of you. Valiant, I know. I know. <laughs> I knew you'd be proud. I really am. <laughs> Valiant Defense Series from DVG. And this is one, Brian, that you you introduced me to. Uh, boy, probably middle of last year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. So yeah, starting well. off with uh, Pavlov's House. Didn't play that one um, in January. But mostly just because I have the other two, which are Castle Itter and Soldiers and Postman's uniforms, and I hadn't played those, and we'll we'll get to why why that was uh, important to me here a little bit later when we get to the resolutions. But Soldiers and Postman's uniforms—that's one that actually just uh, just delivered from a from a retail standpoint. Boy, not that long ago, maybe maybe a month, maybe six weeks ago, and uh, it is based on the the first day of the Second World War. Uh, where German forces are moving in to seize Polish installations in Danzig, um, and what it is, they're basically at, at taking over a post office. the 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 player is representing the the folks that are trying to uh, trying to hole up in that post office, and uh, near the end, uh, do do best they can to uh, to actually escape. And uh, I, I tell you what, I've played it a few times. I have yet to uh, be able to line things up where I got people to escape. Hmm. Now, the other side of it, being able to defend and have um, have the uh, the quantity of people still um, uh, 
still alive and functioning in in certain areas, that's tended to work out for me uh, pretty well. A lot, a lot of these games they're they're based on a uh, based on a score, so so you're just you're tr- trying to beat a score, and then they've got uh, you know different levels based on the based on the value of points that you end up with at the end. So, um, but yeah, no, that one's uh, that one's been uh, been pretty solid. Uh, let's see, uh, Brian, do you get a chance? I know we, you and I messed around with Pavlov's house last year. Has that been your only experience with this series? Yeah, that's it. I, I've, div- I've dove into DBG's Warfighter World War II and then their Israeli Air Force leader. Well, you and I both kind of dove into the leader games. Um, oh, yeah. Bought up all of them. And then I ended up selling some just because I enjoyed uh, IAF so much that I just figured out, you know, I didn't need all of them. Um, but yeah, no, in terms I of don't this understand. one. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You didn't I, need all of them. I know because you bought one of them off of me. So thanks for that. Have you played Big B fifty two Leader yet? It's on the list. Yeah, it's on that <laughs> list. Um, so no, that yeah, we, you and I played the the Pavlov's House, which co op. I mean, these are I think meant to be solo, but they work fine co op. As do a lot of DVG's games. They're meant to be solo, but easily played cooperative. And um, I enjoyed that one. I, I, I'd like to revisit that. And how about you in terms of the ones you've played of those three? And I, I do believe the fourth one's on Kickstarter right now uh, of that series. Of the three, yep. though, that you've played, do you have a favorite yet or are you having not, not, not enough experience to really have a favorite yet? So I played all three of them. So Castle Editor is probably the, the, the simplest and most straightforward. Uh, above that would be Soldiers and Postman's uniforms. And then based on those three, I'd say Pavlov's House is probably the most uh, – has the most meat on the bone okay because of that that's probably the one i would tend to lean toward the other ones again while they definitely provide a challenge it the the strategy seems to be pretty straightforward you know you can you can look at it and you can i mean at that point you're basically just playing odds and uh rolling dice and seeing how things work out it's almost you know you're almost at a simulation side side of things but no i've uh, again really uh, really enjoyed those uh those plays so far so castle itter that's a uh, austrian village of itter on uh, may 5th 1945 so it's the last days of world war ii so kind of bookends the uh world war ii there between uh castle itter and soldiers and postman's uniforms yeah i believe the new one is battle of the bulge i think not not the actual battle of the bulge but yep. and, you know just like these it's an event that happened during the battle of the bulge um, which is, I mean, that's a theme that I enjoy World War II as well. And these, I'm not sure if you mentioned, but these are designed by David Thompson and I, uh, big fan of Undaunted. I've played Normandy. I don't think I've gotten North, I've owned North Africa, but I don't think I haven't made it through Normandy yet. So, and then the most recently reinforcements came out that kind of made the first two soloable. And that's something I is on my shelf of shame currently that I'm trying to, uh, trying to get off of there is to, to play that solo because I, I do like quite a bit of his designs. I haven't played, uh, the one with the poker chips war chest, I think war chest. Yep. Yeah. I, I, if I remember yep. correctly, you're a pretty big fan of that one, Tim. I like, yeah, I like all of those. So, uh, undaunted actually was the next one I had had on my list here in that's because I got to uh, do some of the, the solo cards out of the uh, reinforcement expansion. Now I've just done similar to what you were just saying. I've just done the Normandy side, but yeah. the uh, I found the 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 solo system that was provided to be pretty cool. It was oh, yeah. um, 
I played three games, um, pretty much back to back to back. And the one, the one game kind of felt like it, uh, it locked up and I kind of, you know, um, you could see that they, it was just going to get into a gunfight and that was the best. That was the, yeah. the, 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 the overall best thing for you to do was to just have a shootout. Sure. Um, but everything else has been much more tactical or the other two, I should say were much more tactical and it was a matter of, uh, of working around and, uh, and trying to react, but no, I've, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed those. Now, North Africa, I, I haven't been able to get into either. Yeah. I know that one adds vehicles, which I was very intrigued by, but actually haven't gotten to it yet. And then I also just saw, I think last week, uh, Andon and Stalingrad has been announced, which is not going to be soloable, but I, I think it's right. going to have some legacy aspects, if I remember correctly, um, or a campaign aspect. Yeah, it looked like there was a campaign. Yeah, which could be pretty intriguing if you've got, you know, if you've got someone you can sit down and do that campaign with. I mean, that's, I really like what they're doing uh, with this Undaunted. So I think that's, the Undaunted specifically is David Thompson, but also Trevor Benjamin, I believe, co-designs uh, the Undaunted series, whereas... I think yep. the Valiant Defense is mostly David Thompson. I could be wrong on that. So um, no, I think you're right. But yeah, those no, are I think the you're designs. Right. He, he's one of these designers recently, especially with these the solo and the, just the themes with the, a lot of the different odd war story type things. That is always intriguing. I always take a look at whenever I see that. I take a look to see if it's something that might be of interest. Yeah, they're they're like individual, like little. Um, it, like short stories yeah you know, inside the inside the in, inside the the overall war there's these individual little uh little battles that have so much character to them yeah that uh it, it's neat to see the the history come out in the yeah uh, it reminds me itself. of like a little half an hour special you'd see on the history channel about like yeah you know about world war ii but did you ever hear about this it's like no i didn't that's super interesting and well now you right. can play a game about it so it's it's very interesting nope very good very good all right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to just quickly mention is games I'm looking forward to. Uh, with that, uh, Glass Road, especially with the uh, the Capstone version coming out, that's been one ever since PAX I've had my eye on. I got to got to mess with it and play play with it a little bit there. Also, uh, Lux Eterna, and that was uh, Josh. I know you had a copy of that. Have you been able to to play that one? Yet? I have not. Um, okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew this, Tim, I have twins. So <laughs> oh, yeah, babies. Solo time has been at a premium and I, I'm also just not as much of a solo gamer as you guys are. I know that Brian would describe there. himself as a solo gamer who happens to play games with other people sometimes. So yeah, that's um, unfortunate fact. Um, uh, so yeah, I know it's been sitting there. Um, I do want to hit that as well as uh, more iron helm this year, uh, when it comes to solo games. Um, so I just, I don't know. I, I hear you guys talking about these solo games all the time and I'm just, I wish I could get into them the way you guys have, but it's just never, uh, appealed to me in the same way, I guess. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see no, what I happens gotcha. when I play Lux Eterna. So there you go. Yeah, the thing I find with it is you, you have to find the game. Like There are a lot of games that are soloable that I love, but I don't solo them and I don't want to solo them. But for me, that was Mage Knight all the way back in the day because you, you had to put in the time and you had to actually... I spent hours learning how to play that game before I even tried to play that game. 
And um, that's just the one that for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a good time. And then I started playing it with other people. And when they were like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, I, well, I don't need you. I'll just go play it on myself. <laughs> so, you, you, you were extra. Yeah. Like, yeah I, was, I was doing you the favor for playing the best game ever made. But, um, so yeah, and that's kind of what started it for me. And there's, I mean, I'll kind of talk about this when we start talking about our um, resolutions in our top five, but there are some games that I'll buy mm-hmm. for solo and I'll go to play them solo. And it's just, it just doesn't click, you know, same kind of the same thing you're saying, Josh, it's just, you can't quite get into it. It might be a great multiplayer, but depending on how often I'm going to actually get it to the table. Cause you guys both know I never bring anything or suggest anything. So if I'm <laughs> not going to play it solo, it'll probably just go ahead and leave the collection. So you just got to find that game that you love and you want to play it regardless of whether or not there are people to play it with. Yeah. And I think the big thing for me when it comes to that is just having people to interact with. That's my favorite. I know that that's your least favorite part of board gaming, Brian, but uh, you, that's (laughs) That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of board gaming. So, you know, not having those people there to interact with, I, uh, I find to kind of pull away from the experience. So. Yeah, fair enough. Brian, yeah. Brian, we, we can both agree extroverts are the worst, correct? They're terrible. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Just keep your thoughts uh, to yourself. God. A person. No one asked you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to put your world Certain- up on your Facebook every day. All right. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh man. All right. So there was another one uh, that I wanted to talk about uh, just talking from a solo standpoint and that's NATO air commander. It's a 2018 title from Hollenspiel. Uh, This is one I'm I'm really looking forward to, but not only looking forward to, I'm about an hour into my first play and uh, not a ton of components with this one. I think there's, there's two decks of cards to add some, some randomness and variability. Like, I, th- I think one of the decks, the objective deck, has nine cards in it, and um, one of those cards is a shuffle them up and and you know pick pick new objectives, and uh, I think the other one has like thirty six. So d- definitely not not a, a ton. That that's kind of indicative of of Hollenspiel in general, t- trying to get the most play out of uh, very few components. But uh, so far, I really like this one. It's a matter where you are. Um, you have wings of um, of close air support. So, uh, so to me, uh, Brian, it almost had a little bit of a feel of of uh, Thunderbolt Apache okay. leader. Uh, there are Thunderbolts in there, uh, and they tend to be some of the best um, the uh, ground assault uh, vehicles in the game. But uh, it's you're you're basically are heading off six different oncoming westward. Uh, thrust from Russia, and most of it's going into. I think. I think the line's pretty much going straight into into Germany for the most part. It, it's been, like I said, it, it's been really neat so far. Lots of randomness, even with the uh, just the the cards that you do have. You can mitigate some, but uh, some of it you're you're pretty beholden to a couple of the card draws, and 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 just you know it, it, you're along for the ride. But uh, but so far, I really liked it. I'm actually liking it a lot more than I, I thought I might. So looking forward to messing around with that one a little bit more. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. What's Oh, you're looking at it? Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. It's kind of interesting. The Cold War stuff is is pretty interesting to me. So, I mean, this technically it says it's World War Three, so it t- takes place in 87, which is kind of cool. And, the, and that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like the, the, the Cold War went hot. Yeah. 
yeah, nineteen eighty-seven uh, westward push by uh, by Russia. So, but yeah, it's a it's it's a, a game that's got three different scenarios that basically ramp up in difficulty and basically how much um, how, how how many resources you have available. And then also how aggressive the just the whole situation is. So uh, I'm I'm just on the I'll say the starter scenario, and uh, so far it's been challenging enough. I can tell you that. Yeah, you have to let me know what you think when you've completed a game or two. All right, we'll do, we'll do. Okay, so with that, uh, let's head over to Capstone Corner and see what's new on the president's desk. <laughs> All right. So as you can uh, as you can tell, there's a key voice missing from our uh, from our conversation today. This is our first uh, first podcast where Clay wasn't available. Um, normally, it's been uh, he and I, and then we've been rotating uh, a lot of other names and, and folks through the through the mic. But uh, this was a situation where Clay wasn't available, but he wanted to pass along a little bit of information about what's been going on uh, in the warehouse and also what's going on for the uh, for the near future. So. Um, couple key items uh, he uh, wanted to say he was uh, just heavily in the process of shipping uh, Boon Lake and Maracaibo the uprising expansion that's been uh, hot and heavy as of late uh, Arc Nova there's a lot of questions around that uh, right now best um, the the current plan is that it's coming in in around one to two weeks from um, from this recording so mid-February is what uh, what the expectation is for that uh, arriving at the warehouse and then also prepping for um, gamma trade show coming up here in uh, in a couple of months as well and that's really it for for the uh, for capstone corner. Uh, so with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and spin it off to our, uh, our main topic of the, uh, of the evening. And that was 2021 year in review in our top five gaming experiences. So with this, we really just kind of, uh, tossed it out there and said, it doesn't, you know, these don't necessarily have to be, uh, individual games. Uh, it could have been a game day. It could have been just a situation or, um, you know, a specific, um, a specific item or scenario that occurred that, that was a highlight of the, uh, highlight of the year. And, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and, um, and and started off. I'll tell you what. At least that's how I did mine. When we get to to, uh, to Josh and Brian, go ahead and uh, clarify if you had a, any different uh, different criteria of how you were pulling your pulling your list together. But one of the things that we wanted to do real quick was just look back at twenty twenty one. Look at um, quantity of plays, how many uh, different titles. So uh, for me, that this was one of my more active uh, years. I think it was it was a step down. Well, it definitely was a step down from 2020, just because we got into so much online gaming that at that time I de- definitely was uh, was counting, and we were we were probably playing actually more more often just because of the um, the availability of folks. But uh, so 2021 ended up having 445 plays across 142 different titles. And uh, like I was saying, that was that was pretty busy for me, both on plays and then also across uh, across different titles. Got to got to touch a lot of new stuff this year. 
Tim, you're making me look bad. Why is that? Ma- What's wrong? You're making me look bad because you had like triple the plays that I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what oh, did what'd you end up having? 159 plays over 82 okay. titles. So, yeah. Wow. I got to be honest. That, that, is, that surprises me with how much that, uh, that we play together. That is, uh, that's a, that is surprising. Well, there were a lot of days. I took like, what, two months off? Of hanging out and playing oh, games. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> Children yeah, are the your, worst. Your lack of solo <laughs> plays as well. I mean, that's, <laughs> not, not, I didn't mean that as a nod, but like legitimately, Tim and I's numbers are going to be higher because we don't, you know, need people around um, <laughs> to play. So, yeah, for me, um, I honestly, I think this is relatively average for me, I think. Uh, 618 plays over 130 different titles. And just in case anyone's curious, uh, most number of plays was 51 plays of Mage Knight. So, which is not <laughs> wow. enough plays of Mage Knight. <laughs> no, it's not enough. Just so once yeah, a week was, for the year. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, my buddy and I missed a week, which is, I'm not sure. I got to go back and see when that was. That's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> I, I was going to say, those weren't solo. You tend no. to play that. Yeah, those Two were not. That okay. was, and that's gonna, that's one of spoiler alert. That's one of my top uh, top five of last year. Is just yeah, weekly plays with a, a good friend of mine, Creed. We started doing it last year, but um, but yeah, fifty one must have been a week where one of us was um, busy and couldn't get together. But yeah, it's a good sign. We actually been playing that just over TTS over Tabletop Simulator, so quickens it up a bit too. We can knock out a full game in about two hours. Yeah, that's a quick. That's a quick game. Okay. That is a quick game. Yeah, yeah. that's that's quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and let's let's talk. How, how was bad. how long was that game of corrosion now? Again, yeah. how long was, was that yeah. game of corrosion? It, it was as it long was. as it takes to play one game of Mage Knight, which is a far <laughs> superior game. It's <laughs> <laughs> how long corrosion took. It took that, one that Mage Knight. <laughs> the, this is the point where you have to put out the caveat that this is your your opinion and your yeah, opinion. This is my opinion on the Capstone podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> watch what i say clay's not gonna have me back <laughs> oh man all man. right so number five and th- this happened through uh basically the last half of the year so july through december and combination of places so uh, uh a couple of the plays were at brian's house i know a couple have been at my house and actually one this year was at uh at josh's house but at, the, at this point, it was a combination of, of Kelly, my wife, Jaden, my stepson, and, uh, and Brian. And the game or the game series that this, uh, the, this thread goes through was Explore It. And I know we've talked about this, this, uh, this group of games in the ser- this series overall uh, a couple times in, in the past. But currently, the, the three titles in the series are The Valley of the Dead King, Forests of Adramon and Sands of Shurax. And um, we've played the combination of those three, uh, I think I was six, seven, eight times, which um, th- th- those are not short, short games. How long, how long do you think one of those takes, Brian, on, on average? I think the quickest I've ever played a game is about three, three and a half hours. That's that's what I was thinking as well. It's kind of a yeah. has a little bit of an epic feel, almost like a uh, RPG. Your uh, you 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 uh, each each player has a character that you are spinning up, and uh, 
and um, in improving their their attributes and, and characteristics as you, as you continue throughout the uh, the the overall game, ending up uh, having a big bad boss fight at the end of the uh, at the end of the session. So, so yeah, uh, it's been a um, a very interesting series for for me and and my family to get into and and again brian uh brian and i played a game with uh with my wife and stepson near the end of the year and i couldn't believe how engaged both of them were the entire time so that was another one that uh yeah the 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 story just keeps keeps getting them to come back so that was my number five I just, that was yeah, that was a really good play, and that that's one of those games that I think it was around seven o'clock. We all kind of started looking around at one another and go, "Oh, are we going to eat dinner?" No, nah, let's just keep playing. <laughs> so it's just it, it really goes quickly. I mean, of course, if you're enjoying it, it goes quickly. Josh is probably sitting there thinking, "No, it does not go quickly." Uh, um, but no, if if you're you know just like any game, really, if you're enjoying it, it goes quick. But yeah, I mean, that was probably what's him a four or five hour play in that particular instance, and it really it flew by. That's actually what I was just looking up. It was uh, one of those things where I asked Kelly near the end of it how long she thought it took mm-hmm. because it, she hadn't been. You know, it was it was a little bit of a Las Vegas moment where uh, the uh, the blinds were drawn, so no one knew really how late it was outside, and uh, we had just had a very um, a very interesting fun play and. She was kind of shy and she said, oh boy, that must've been at least three hours and it clocked in over five. Yeah. And, and we weren't rushing it. it you know, we had two new players and we were kind of, you know, babying along and not, right. not pushing super hard. But, um, but yeah, her, her, her jaw hit the, hit the table, mm-hmm. uh, not realizing that, uh, that we had been that engaged for that amount of time. So yeah, uh, previous games, uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We had one at three hours, but the other two were right right over four. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, it's it's right in that uh, that three to five hour range. But yeah, that's uh, in in that <laughs> that's Belly of the Dead King. That's the short one. Yeah, and we were playing the quick rules. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but training that, that's, wheels. It's so yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward. That that's one we've got on our list for uh, this year to get some more plays in as a group. I'm interested to see what that looks like when we take off the training wheels. Yeah, because so far we've we've really been playing with the training wheels. Yeah. So it should be a good. It should time. be good. Josh, how about you, man? Well, I think so. There was a day where we were all getting together to prepare for Origins, and so we all met at Tim's house the capstone crew and uh, played some games and it was, it was a good freaking time. Um, yeah, it was played some Iberian gauge that day, played some Terra Mystica, which is a criminally underrated game at this point. You know, it used to be two on the BGG top 100 where it belonged and is no longer, <laughs> uh, no matter what you say, Tim, Terra Mystica is amazing. So it's, it's fine. it's it's amazing i agree with josh on this one so good so yeah that that was uh that was some top tier uh good times um getting to see some people that hadn't seen in a while so yeah that was that was really good times so in in that day did i'm trying to remember so jill and eric were there and i think they brought 
their uh, their game of Oath. Did you get to jump in on yes. that one? Yes, I was in. I forgot. Okay. Yes, I was in on that game of Oath. Um, we were all trying to figure out the rules, and I, to this day, I don't know if we played it right. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea whether we played it right. And that was also the day that uh, I taught Clay how to play Homeworlds, and I watched his brain just implode with uh all the information of how to play home worlds so oh yeah that was i remember that one that was at the end of the night <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. that was not an end of the night game for him he was just like yeah, i right. i can't understand this right now oh my gosh there's so many layers to this so he can't yeah all right well very good josh is number five how about you brian well mine is actually the same day um that exact event that Josh just talked about when Clay, Jill and Eric came up to your house, Tim, to play some games. For some reason, I was also invited, even though I wasn't doing any origins help or anything <laughs> like that. So it's because you're delightful, of, Brian. Oh, you stop it. Um, <laughs> the, the list of games is, is different though. I will say that because when I got there, Tim, you weren't playing anything, but everybody else was. So you and I got a game of, uh, ashes reborn in, um, which I think we were playing that until Fulton showed up because then we played one of the best games ever in Three Kingdoms Redux. Um, <laughs> and then after that, we also played Inish and Kemet, and the day went downhill. But it started <laughs> off strong. Uh, and I actually had to jump in. I had to jump in and help you out with uh, Terra Mystica there. I think you went to pick up some food, so I, I played yep. your uh, a round or two of Terra Mystica. I still don't know how you lost that game, man. I had you set up to win that thing by like 12 points. Look, and then I hear later that Clay won. What are you doing? Yeah, Clay won <laughs> by one point. All right. One oh, point. Geez. I don't know what it's you're just, doing with those 13 I points was, I got you. I was winning, and then all of a sudden, hey, I found a tile that gave me two points, and then he won. I just I'm just saying it's a little suspect. Yeah, but no, that was that was a good time, and that was my first play of um, Rift Force. For, well, first and only play of Rift Force. That was, I think, before Clay had brought that to kind of show everybody because you guys were going to be demoing that at Origins. So, um, yeah, right. I played Fulton, and then I think Tim, you and Josh were just kind of also watching and learning all at the same time as well. And uh, I haven't played it since, but I did enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a good. That was the first time I've ever met Clay, Jill, or Eric in person. I had played games with Clay before online. Last year when we were kind of doing, as you mentioned, Tim, in 2020, when we were doing a lot of online stuff, but uh, first time meeting Clay in person. So that was a, that was a good day. Well, I was going to say that, that was also the, uh, the day that uh, Clay f- played Nemesis. Oh, was it? That was that, that was that whole session. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, wow. it was the night before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was the night before. But uh, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you for not inviting me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know. I, I sat out of it and I was so happy I did. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look, Tim, I no, love that a... you love it, but I don't love it. Oh, so good. Now you have every right to be wrong, so Tim. So what's your um, number four? I'm uh picking up my uh nemesis Kickstarter that's gotta be on its way toward my house right now. Still wait still waiting on that guy. But okay, number four. Uh, this was end of uh, end of January, so kind of early in the year, and it was one where I um, I actually drove out to Cincinnati and hung out with uh, Clay and his family a little bit, and we played um, 
played a, cu- a couple games for the for the first time. One of them was uh, one that that he and I have been uh, have been talking about and just never got an opportunity to to get uh, you know get a play in, and that was Fields of Despair. So it's a World War One um, GMT block war game. Uh, we ended up really really liking it. It it was a little bit. I mean, it's 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 not a short one. It's definitely um, it had a little bit of an epic feel. You're um, you're early in the war, running in. You kind of get um, get the get the get the trenches um, developed, and then you're kind of stuck. And then it's uh, you know pushing pushing and pulling on those trenches trenches, and I mean you're you, a victory is moving at one hex type thing. It's not you know you you don't have these big huge. Uh, huge moves. It's just uh, a, a slow, uh, slow. That mid game is a slow game of attrition until something uh, breaks through, and then uh, then you can actually, uh, you know, bring a, bring it to an end game. But yeah, well, overall, we ended up ended up liking it uh, quite a bit. A couple other games we got in Pax Perfuriana, uh is one that uh, he and I had neither of us had played in, in quite a bit. And that's a Sierra Madre. Um, title right out of the 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 original I'll say Pax game, so uh, one that that he and I have um, have liked and talked about, and um, I would say at times I prefer it over uh, Pax Premier, and that's that's pretty high praise uh, from my standpoint. A couple other ones that we got uh, were Hollenspiel uh, games, so that was a, a second second chance I got to play the vote. Which was a um, uh, title that came out just uh, just a couple months uh, prior to that. I think right before uh, right before Christmas, maybe a month before Christmas. Uh, that one uh, got pretty hot, and that's a uh, an extension of this guilty land. Not really an extension. It's a somewhat similar on the uh, on that uh, the, the the overall game model. So uh, a lot of similar rules. Not, not uh, obviously not not exactly the same. Uh, Meltwater was another one that that we got to play. That's another one where the Cold War goes hot, uh, where you're you're fighting over the last inhabitable uh, place of the Earth, which just happens to be in Antarctica, as it is slowly, uh, slowly it, as the radiation is slowly creeping in from uh, from every corner. And then the other one that was uh, that was the weekend where I was introduced to Stilico, which was. Um, uh, a solo so a solo game where you've got uh, uh, multiple thrust lines where you are uh, attempting to uh, fight back uh, the I, I think it's barbarian invaders on that one but uh, yeah I really really like that ended up uh, leaving um, leaving that with uh, Stilico in my uh, uh, cart and ended up hitting purchase I'm pretty sure like, like right when I got home so overall very solid um, solid weekend for me there. How about you, Josh? Number four? Number four. So a few years ago, a former boss of mine kickstarted the uh, wave one, season one, however they call it, of the Batman Gotham City Chronicles for me. Really generous gift that he he got for me. And uh, for many moons, it just sat on the shelf, uh, not doing anything. And then last spring... I finally uh, conned you guys into playing it with me. And uh, so we got that onto the table. And uh, that that was a highlight for me just because it takes up one and a half cubes in my uh, 
board game shelf and it hadn't ever been touched. So uh, it was exciting to get it onto the table. And like Brian and his Marvel, I like the DC. And so, uh, you know, if Fantasy Flight ever comes out with a DC living card game, I might end up becoming a solo gamer. Right, Brian? (laughs) There you go. That's all you need. (laughs) Yep. So... Uh, yeah, it was really exciting to get that to the table. Um, so that's a that's a one versus many, one player playing the villain and the henchman, and the all their players playing the heroes. And uh, I was really grateful you guys played it with me. And actually, more than one time last year we played that. So yeah, no, that was uh, that was a pretty good one. It's a lot of boxes, man. Oh, it's a lot of freaking boxes. Yeah, yeah, that one was a surprise for me. Um, I mean, I didn't absolutely fall in love with it or anything, but considering I'm I'm usually not a huge fan of one versus many, and I'm not even remotely close to a fan of DC, um, that was those that those were enjoyable plays. I really I did really enjoy those. Nope, I was in, I'm in the same boat. It it definitely out. Um, it, it surprised me. It outperformed what I was expecting. How about how about you, Josh? I mean, that's I think both both plays that we've done. You were the you were the the villain or the mastermind or whatever they called it. Yeah. Did you, did, I mean, did that go okay? Or did you, I very much enjoyed it. I would love to get that to the table. And I I feel the same way about that, uh, that that I felt about dinosaur Island. Um, Just something that I really enjoyed. I'd like to get it to the table more. I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea, so I'm not really gonna really make a push for it. Uh, Maybe every once in a while, but uh you know, it's it's something that I, I really enjoyed. And I'm honestly the most exciting part about it is knowing that I'm gonna have it. And as uh, my sons grow older, considering they already love, you know, the DC heroes, that that's something that I'll be able to share with them here before too long, considering uh right now we're they're almost five and almost six and uh we're starting on the Pokemon trading card game and you know, that kind of stuff isn't too far down the road. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Brian, he is actively ruining children. Good. Mar- DC over Marvel. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. That's fine. And to each their own. No, very, very good. I, I was, I was just looking <laughs> at a picture of the big old T-Rex. Oh yeah. The big old yeah. T-Rex that uh, comes in the Wayne Manor that, expansion. That thing's a monster. Yeah, it is. monster. Oh, man. He gets. But I do remember I got yelled at because none of the minis were painted. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, Brian can paint them for you. Brian was not happy. I I, I don't know if you knew this, but but Brian has an airbrush. Yeah, I do. Brian, you have an airbrush? You can paint my minis for me? Uh, Well, I mean, those are two completely different things. I do own an airbrush. (laughs) (laughs) And technically, I can paint your minis for you. Uh, but you the, won't but the, the, actually the t-rex would probably be fun the, the the bigger stuff's a lot easier so at least it's a lot easier for me to actually look at and go yeah that looks okay but um <laughs> yeah that, that's right. a whole different skill level i don't have so all right we can stop torturing brian what was your number four brian i actually already brought my number four up uh, just the the weekly game nights of mage night with my friend creed over tabletop simulator so we're approaching two years of doing that and we're both absolutely still loving it. It's pretty much one of the highlights of my week. We typically do it on Thursday or Friday nights. So around midweek when, uh, you know, work is just 
getting like work and um, it just gives you something to look forward to uh, to end the week with um, a nice two hour game of Mage Knight and then catching up with uh, my good friend Creed. So that's Very been good. going strong. And as of now, I don't think we have any, you know, any plans on stopping that and potentially getting playing in person every once in a while. But we're about 20, 30 minutes away from one another. So if it's uh, if it's a Thursday night, it would be a you know pretty late start time. So Tabletop Simulator has been great for that. And there's a great mod on there. Uh, I mentioned this last time. I did not look up who did it, but I really should and give them credit because the mod's fantastic and does a lot of the scripting for you to really uh, speed it up. So, yeah, that's a really good time. Yep. Very good. And now on the countdown, right. number three. <laughs> number three. All right. So March, April timeframe was uh, right when I was introduced to uh, introduced to this game. I actually showed up at Brian's house and Brian and uh, Fulton were, were playing it. And I, I, I'd always been kind of interested in Ashes, but they started talking about this Ashes Reborn and that uh, Plant Hat was, uh, was in the process of re, republishing it with some, uh, some minor modifications, some upgrades to the dice. But what happened is I brought home Fulton's copy and showed it to my wife, and the two of us started playing basically every night. And it was it was just a game that she just just totally fell into, and and really liked the um, the tactile nature of uh, of the dice and using that as your uh, basically your mana or your uh, you know your power in order to uh, in order to cast some of the uh, cards out of your hands. So uh, so yeah, she uh, she really liked it. I I still have have really enjoyed it but uh that two two month time frame where we played it i i think it was about it was like 10 or 12 times and um it was just a, a really neat situation she and i haven't been playing a whole lot of uh games as of late so that was one that really uh really uh, tickled her fancy and one that we've been able to play quite a bit uh now since then the whole ashes reborn uh, because of, of of course we were playing the original ashes and what I think all three of us, Brian, all decided to buy basically everything, everything for Ashes yeah. Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it showed up. I think we're still waiting on the second or third big expansion. Yeah, they've got an expansion out that they're doing that Team Covenant um does a subscription. And though I think they've delivered it to those the the, the subscribers to the Team Covenant subscription, but they've made it public that it's going to deliver to everybody else i think three months after that well i I believe what i heard the issue was is there was a production issue with it so though it released i think it's been almost six months now i think it's because they are fixing that when they ship it out to retailers so gotcha no idea when to expect it but yeah it's it's holding up a game nerds order currently so not a sponsor um (laughs) holding up a game nerds order currently so hopefully it comes out soon um and then yeah because fulton he has all the original stuff, so he's been waiting for his uh, recharge pack or whatever they call it with just the, the different cards that they changed uh, for, uh, what, a year now? I don't know. I'm not sure when that happened. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. you, said, you said March, April around there. So, yeah, yes, coming up March. on a year. Coming up yes. on a year. He gets. Uh, so, yeah, when, when I was at PAX, I actually saw uh, – I cannot remember the name. Do you remember the name of the expansion that we're waiting on? Breaker Fate? Whatever it was. That's it. That's it. Breaker of fate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they actually had that at the, uh, at the plant hat booth. It was available. You could pick it up there, but, uh, but yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew we had it coming from, 
from uh, from game nerds. So yeah. fingers crossed. Hoping to hoping to see it here in the near future. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my number three. Josh, how about you? Oh, I definitely need to say Origins. Um, it was a, such a good time just to be back in the convention hall. Got to catch up with a whole bunch of my old Star Realms buddies, as well as the Capstone crew. We played so many games that weekend. Oh, yeah, we did. Inish, you guys played Court of the Dead for some reason. Corrosion, <laughs> Rift Force, we got to try out Savannah Park. Um, which I'd already tried out online, but really getting the, the, the pieces in front of me was awesome. We got to play some Stick'em, which that game of Stick'em was, that was a lot of fun. Five people is just a great number for that game. And then that's uh, a table four for that game. Oh yeah. And then taught Clay how to play role player, which was just awesome. So yeah, it was, uh, especially because I think some of the Thunderworks guys were in the room while we were playing and they were uh, giving Clay a hard time about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was it was just a really good time. We ate a lot of good food. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was definitely a highlight of the year. Yeah, Orange was, Origins was, was pretty sweet this year. Totally agree. Games and food. All right, Brian, number three. Number three for me was that last year I decided um, to do a 40 by 10 solo gaming challenge. So I, I chose Crazy 40 person. games. Yeah. <laughs> I chose 40 <laughs> games and wanted to play them 10 times a piece. Um, I said at the beginning of the year that the, I, I chose 40, but they could easily, you know, kind of change throughout the year, depending on what I purchased or, you know, what I wanted to get to the table. So of the 40, the primary reason I decided to do this is I use, oh, hey, it's sellable as a reason to buy just about any game that I think looks good. And then <laughs> it just sits on the shelf and I don't actually play it. So last year, I wanted to get through a lot of those games as well as revisit games that I played and enjoyed in the past. So and that, you know, that's exactly what happened. There, there were some games that I played and then immediately sold. They just um, they weren't I didn't enjoy them in solo and I knew I wasn't going to get under the table multiplayer so i just got you know decided to get rid of them and then there were other ones that i just basically re-fell in love with or fell in love with for the first time so i mean as both tim and i have been mentioning last year was the year that uh explore it got on my radar to the point where i actually picked it up and played it and i think between all three of the all three of them were on my 40 by 10 uh and between all three of them i think i have 38 plays between the three different volumes last year holy cow um I mean, obviously 10 of each, but then just kind of between showing, you know, you, Tim, and then this year, we, you know, we've played it a couple times. It's um, it's a really good one. Too Many Bones was another one that I had picked up a few years ago that for just whatever reason I hadn't, you know, hadn't played it in a few years and put that on the 40 by 10. And after playing that, like, yeah, I really like this. I should I should play it more. So um, and then finally, Warfighter, Warfighter World War II by DVG. Um, there are a bunch of warfighters out there. They are technically all interchangeable. You can play if you want to play War Warfighter Fantasy, which I don't think is out yet. If you want to play that with World War II people from Europe, have at it. You can, you can do that if you want to. It's uh, kind of the same system, but for for me, it's the World War II Warfighters, the one that I own and I've gotten into. So that's another one this year too. I like to kind of get back to just because I've, I've purchased a lot of the. They have now expansions that are actual, like Castle Itter, for instance, is one of the expansions they have. And I bought, um, I think, 10 of those or however many they have for World War II. And I don't think I've opened any of them yet. So 
just uh, one more thing I have to get to this year. But I'm glad I did it. It was a good experience. And I actually, I plowed through it. I think I was done in August. Like I thought it would take me the whole year. I think I got done with it in August. And there for about, I, I moved last year. So for about a month and a half, I was packing up my house, moving and unpacking my house. And I really didn't play anything. So, um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of good games I have that you guys just refuse to play. It's, uh, it's good times. <laughs> Which ones? Mm-hmm. What games are you talking about? Mage Knight. You want to play Mage Knight? <laughs> and lawyer. All right. You're number two. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Before, before we get there, I have a question for you, Brian. Yes, sir. When yes. was this 40 by 10 done? I think August. I think is when I actually. That's insane. That. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's I, I switched. I switched it up. Uh, I mean, it definitely wasn't the same list of 40 games. I mean, I picked up a couple games last year. Um, and when you said, when you originally said that we were doing like a 2021, I was worried because I, I personally didn't think last year was great in terms of new games. The only one I could really think of that I picked up and enjoyed were those Imperium games, the Imperium Classic and Imperium yep. Legends. So when I picked yep. those up, I added them. I added them onto the list and I got through, I think I just did one of them. I think I just did Classic. And that was, that was good. I enjoyed that one. It, it Kind of overstays its welcome solo just a little bit, like just barely too long for me. So I don't know if I'd ever even want to play that one multiplayer, but um, it's a fun solo challenge. And I, that's another one I need to kind of dust off Legends and get through that and see how all of the different factions work. So, but yeah, I'm glad I did it. But yeah, and I'm not doing that again this year. So, <laughs> all right. All right, Tim. Number two, hit us with it. All right. Number two, June. Columbus. We, this was another um, another weekend. Uh, it was a combination. The first day uh, we spent at uh, Justin's house, and then the second day was in Jill and Eric's apartment. And uh, both days, this was the situation where Jill and Eric were introduced to Nemesis. So we had back to back days of of Nemesis going on. So that was. Uh, and again, it was overall just a, a neat situation. The first day at Justin's house, um, I, I had my my two girls uh, with me, and they were they were playing uh, playing games with everyone. I had to leave for a little bit and run them to the to the airport. They uh, hopped on a flight to Florida for for a couple of weeks, but it was a it was just a fun overall session. Both that that day and then being able to. Uh, um, run downtown and and hang out with Jill and Eric on the uh the the following morning. It was just a really neat uh back-to-back session. So yeah, that was that was my number 2. Josh, how about you? Honestly, uh the big one was uh for number 2 was my kids finally uh really getting their first taste of something uh beyond a kids game. Um so I you okay. know, we've done We've done my first Castle Panic and Brandon the Brave and my first Stone Age and a bunch of the kids' games. Uh, Monza, the kids love Monza. But when Juicy Fruits came in, my boys saw it, and my younger son, um, he was begging and begging and begging to play Juicy Fruits because he is a boy who is in love with fruits. Um, of all kinds, but uh, especially the tropical varieties. And so he saw all the fruits on the front of the box. I was like, I got to play this game. And so I set it up on the table and I, you know, took out the, um, the government bribes board and just taught them the, the sliding mechanic and essentially was just clearing everybody's boats. And 
watching the their minds click as they would you know my my older son you know he's in a few weeks going to be uh 6 and just watching him at you know newly turned 5 5 and a half and just watching him figure out like oh if i move this here this lets me do this next turn and then this clears off this boat so then i can do this and and watching him make the connections and and just start really coming into the next stage of kind of his development in terms of like just some of the the critical thinking that he's come into over the last you know six months to a year his that that was just really a really cool moment as a dad just to watch them kind of pick up the game and start playing and just a, a great moment for the three of us so that's cool getting into the little bit more of the strategy and looking out a couple moves that's neat yeah Absolutely. All right, Brian, number, number, number two, what do you got? Number two. Uh, all right. So for years now, my friend Justin and I have been getting together every Wednesday to play games. And in June of 2019, we started something that we didn't think would take two and a half years, but it certainly did. And finally (laughs) in November of last year, we finished the story for Midara. So uh, again, I talked last time I was on uh, the podcast, I talked a lot about that. And I know it's been talked about a lot. So I'm not going to really get into the game so much. But it was nice to be done with that. It, I mean, it, I, we were really happy we both did it. And it was I, I really thought the story was great. Gameplay was fun. It really ended really well, too. And it was just nice to finish it also just because now we can move on to other stuff. So since then, we've busted out Sky Tear. We've busted out Too Many Bones. Tim, you joined us actually on a Saturday. We had to move it one week to a Saturday. You joined us for some Hexplore It. So yep. um, it's been nice to get back to kind of playing, not not whatever we want because we both wanted to play Madara, but not to have a, a set schedule and just kind of playing whatever we feel like playing. Usually around Monday or Tuesday, we'll start talking about, hey, what are we playing this week? So. Um, but that was really, yeah, it was really fun to finish up. That's kind of the first big campaign game that I've actually finished from start to, you know, start to finish like Gloomhaven. I kind of okay. gave up after 15 scenarios and things like that. So it was nice to get through that. Very good. Now, have you been keeping your eye on uh, the next couple acts that are being worked on? Not really. Um, just I mean, with the shipping and everything and delays in production. Plus, I was part of the original Kickstarter for Madara. So it was four years late. Um, not saying this is going to be four. Not not saying this is going right. to be four years late for Act Two or Three, but I've got plenty of stuff to play between now and then. So whenever I back Kickstarters, I pretty much forget about them. Whenever they send out an update, all I look for is production updates, so I know if I need to, you know, be prepared to accept a thirty-pound box, you know, today or not. So right, um, I gotcha. I mean, I, yeah. Whenever I get those, I kind of just look and I mean, I look at the pictures because the art usually is pretty good, especially for that one. I really like the art style. That uh, kind of jrpg art style and uh every once in a while too certain kickstarters and i'm not sure if madara's in this but they'll send out you know the minis they'll send out pictures of the minis and people have painted them and it just reminds me of how bad i am at painting stuff just i mean people are really good at that and they look fantastic so that's typically what i look for in the updates i gotcha all right cool very good number two okay so heading into uh, heading into number one, I'm going to pick up right where you left off. So my number one item from uh, 2021, it started in August, and we uh, we decided to uh, take a break near the beginning of November. So I uh, just did a, a handful of months there. But that was uh, my family, but mostly uh, my stepson, Jaden, and I 
going through the first three chapters of Madara ourselves. So in the uh, what August through November, um, late August through early November timeframe, we ended up getting in 33 sessions. Nice. Wow. Ended up being about just over 67 hours. So uh, lot, lots yeah. of Madara crammed into a, a, a couple uh, couple months there. And oh, yeah, by the way, we were doing Origins and Gen Con during that time frame as well. <laughs> Otherwise, there probably would have been more. But uh, You'd probably be done by no, now. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Well, well, it was one of those things. Once we got started, it you know, the story just kept kept going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it, we had a lot of fun. But we ran into a little bit of that wall near the end where it was like, oh, OK. All right, well, let's you know, let's let's tap the brakes on this, and uh, we're we're planning to uh, go back to it probably later this spring, maybe early summer. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Maybe it'll be a highlight of 2022 as well. Nice. So, Josh, number one, number one. So, right at the end of 2020, we sat down, the three of us and uh, another friend of ours, to. Uh, figure out what we wanted 2021 to be like. And uh, we set ourselves in aspirations of a 10 by five. And then we instituted a draft and that draft led to some of the, the great games that we played in 2021 because we all put together a list of 10 games. And then we all found out two of those games were on everybody's list. Those were age of steam and clinic. We all wanted to play those. So we put those in our in our 10 and then uh, we drafted the other slots um, by making a uh, double elimination bracket and uh, essentially put the other eight games from everybody's list into a, into a draft format and the other three people uh, started voting on it. And, oh man, was it just, it was, the, the draft itself was fun, fun enough that we uh, did it again this year. For a less ambitious, what, five by three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was really cool to uh, really focus on a few games. I think we, you know, I think we did about half of the plays that we should have for a lot of those games last year. Um, but and, and just to really... Uh, uh, a way for us to connect and uh, put some intentionality towards our hanging out and just uh, exploring some games a little bit deeper. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, no, that I'm, I'm was glad that we're still doing it. <laughs> I agree. That was, and we played a lot of games in 2020, but doing that draft just to determine the 10 games that we were going to play. That was a, that was a good time. <laughs> it was it more really fun was. than most of the games we played. <laughs> I mean, it was genuinely more fun than most of the games we played. Hey, look, uh, you were not the person who got destroyed in clinic so thoroughly that you were lapped twice. <laughs> so yeah, for, you were only for lapped once. Uh, yeah, I guess that's an improvement. Sure. <laughs> so for 2022, we added a person, so we got five people, and. Uh, Ended up being, a, you know, tr- trying to be a little bit more realistic. So we ended up getting one game off of everyone's list. And then, uh, we, again, taking a little bit more realistic approach to it and just saying that we're, we're going to try to get three plays of that. So, so yeah, looking looking forward to getting those 15 in. I think we're, well, we have at least a done. few of them done, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. three or four. We have one more Dinosaur Island to play. I know that. Yeah. Well, and three of us have played have played Oathsworn. 
not Oathsworn. Dark, dark, dark the Valeria card, Dark Sworn, the Valeria card. Yeah, Dark Sworn. Yeah. Uh, and we've and done, Bolton have done that. We've done at least one Hexplorant. We've done one yeah. Genotype. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The only one we haven't done yet is Too Many Bones, Tim, because both bones. you and I own it and we haven't hosted. And that's just a lot of game to carry around. So, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. You need a reinforced bag for that. Well, mine's set up on a table currently because that's what uh, that's what we were supposed to be playing this Wednesday with my buddy Justin. So, but snowstorms coming in, we're going to switch that to TTS. I think. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. All right, Brian, can you uh, bring us home with your number one? Yeah, I, I took the corny way out, so uh, I, I I chose all of our guy, guys, all of our weekly game days. You know, with you two and Fulton and Dave's kind of been joining us here recently. Um, it kind of go along with the draft that we, we, we gave up on that draft. I'd say about halfway through the year. Uh, yep. But one of the things that's, I don't know, I guess it's unique. It's kind of interesting about us is I don't think there are very many games where the four of us actually all like them. Now, most of that, <laughs> most of that is my fault. I don't like most things. That's so true. <laughs> we primarily play hot garbage. So I, I thought to myself, all right, what are the games that all of us like? And I literally, I could only think of three. Two of them you mentioned, Josh, Age of Steam and Clinic. We had two plays of each of those last year. And then Three Kingdoms Redux. Now, granted, there are four of us, but Three Kingdoms Redux, we pretty much played whenever there were only three of us. We had nine mm-hmm. plays last year. Yep. So that is that is 13 out of my 618 plays that I actually enjoyed last year. Um, hey, no, you enjoyed I, 51 Mage Knight plays. I, and, and, my, and my 400 solo plays, that's true. Uh, but no, it's just it's it's really good get you know getting together with you guys every week and even in 2020 when we had to switch to virtual, the number of games increased. I think the number of time was about the same. You know, we were getting together for not as many hours, but you know, being able to play on all of the different websites that are out there, or TTS if we had to do that um, was really nice. So it's it just you know it's good to see you guys every weekend and, and play some some good games, some all right games, and then some nemesis. And then Tim losing at Euchre. <laughs> Yeah, I'm of always course. Tim's partner. I don't understand how the one Sorry. game Tim sucks at, why am I always his partner? <laughs> You're not always his partner. 95% of the time, it's not yeah, ridiculous. That is true. So Sorry, Brian. I just don't it's understand that, it. It's, it's, it's because you assigned party. the seats. You assigned yep, seats in my, in my game room, and that means that you end up being Tim's partner. I didn't assign yep. seats. I just I sit in my seat, and y'all can sit wherever you want. You just happen to sit in the it's same the, seat. It's the unofficial assigned seats. Yeah, Everyone you know, sits in the same place. Because I put name part. tags out. doesn't mean you have to sit there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's oh, optional. Man. That's right. That's a suggestion. Good point. <laughs> Egads. Uh, All right. Well, thank you uh, very much, guys. Thanks for talking through uh, 2021. Uh, 15 very solid uh, situations and um, overall events there that, uh, that yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Very solid, uh, solid uh, year uh, activities for that for that year. So yeah, looking forward to twenty twenty two side of things as well. Likewise, cool. Let's ho- head over to our uh, ask capstone segment where we're going to uh, take a question from discord 
All right, so heads up, uh, there, there was a little bit of uh, confusion. So due to some confusion on the Ask Capstone channel on Discord, we actually changed the channel name to Podcast Questions. So if you're uh, taking a look on the, uh, on the Discord, you're going to have a hard time finding an Ask Capstone channel specifically on that server. So it has been, it, it's still under the Beyond the Table section but it's called Podcast Questions. So that's the place to jump in and leave any questions that you have for us. But the first one we have here is uh, uh, Alex, so the, um, our, our producer and editor for the, for the podcast. Uh, he, he left a question that got a lot of people talking, and that was, uh, do you have any board game-related resolutions, either personal or capstone-related? Josh, can you kick us off with this one? Yeah. So, uh, last year I set myself a goal, you know, a very loose goal of learning, uh, the rules to three classic card games. So I learned P knuckle and canasta just because they always seemed like interesting games to me. So I learned the rules to those still haven't gotten to play them, but I, I know the rules uh, pretty thoroughly. Uh, but I did not in the second half of the year for some reason, I don't know why, uh, you know, something got in the way, maybe twins or something like that. Um, <laughs> I did not get around to learning the rules for bridge. That's something that's always interested me just in the longevity world of card games. Like that is a game that has had staying power. So it's, it's, uh, it's something I at least want to at least know, maybe not learn every intricacy of the game, but, uh, at least have a good idea of what's going on. I want to clear off my uh, shelf of shame looking at you, Coffee Traders and Crystal Palace. <laughs> and uh, I want to tighten up my quiver game. Uh, I got a lot of card games. I want to see what, uh, make sure that my, my quivers are good to go with a good mix of, uh, you know, introductory games as well as, uh, you know, some heavier experiences and just see what I can fit into a quiver. And then finally, the non-board game related, but I need to finish this uh, Malazan book series. Gee, thanks, Brian, for creating an obsession. You are welcome, Uh, man. So for some context there, Brian has started a new fantasy series, uh, Malazan Book of the Fallen. Is that the name of the series? So he asked if anybody wanted to read along, and I'm like, "Eh, you know, why not? I'll, I'll at least try out the first book, and now... Well, I still have a couple hundred pages to go in book one and books two and three are already sitting on my counter ready to go. Uh, so Brian, curse you and your good taste in books. Uh, that's the next you know few months of my life. It's, it's just it's more fun being able to talk about them with somebody else. So absolutely uh, it is. And every year I, I try to at least do one large series of fantasy books. And uh, yeah, this year that was the one that I've been kind of holding off. And yeah, so far I'm about I'm about a book and a half into a into the ten book series, and uh, oh, it's so good, so good. It's like <laughs> Mage Knight good, guys. It's good. It's, it's a, whoa, whoa, yeah. high praise. Yeah, it's it is that good. It, it is, is that the, good. It's, I don't. It's, you know. It's, it is the Guan Yu of fantasy series so far. It's 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 fantastic. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back on them reins. Bold statement coming over here, but yeah, it's it's very good. Hold up real quick. So Canasta, I played that in, in high school and I couldn't tell you anything about the rules. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's been so long and I think we, I only played it maybe twice. So, but I, I'd be very interested if you were going to get back yeah. into that and you need, yeah. you need someone sitting at the table. I'll probably be about a, as, at, as good at it as I am at Euchre, but, uh, 
but we'll see. We'll see where yeah. that goes. Hey, I'm I'm ready to go. I've got the rules locked and loaded. So I uh, it's it's a rummy style game. So I mean, it's all good. Well, uh, yeah. maybe one of these weekends we'll uh, we'll bust it out. Very good. Yeah, count me in too. I've, I've I've heard of them, but really don't know anything about them. But you know. Yeah, you know, I grew up playing euchre, so any any type of card game, I'm I'm down for anything. It's going to be better than euchre, so anything <laughs> we can throw in there. Wait, are there partners in Canasta? Uh, oh, I believe so. Dibs on Brian. Okay, no, then a sign seating <laughs> needs to be changed. Oh, that's ridiculous! <laughs> it's not even that you're bad at the game; it's that somehow when you and I are playing. There are no Both face of us cards. get garbage. It's just nine tens. <laughs> I'm somehow rocking a seven of a fifth suit that doesn't even exist. I don't know how I don't know how it's possible. I mean what? There was a game where we beat you with a uke and then two loners immediately yeah, afterwards. Most of the time we score the first point and then we lose ten to one. <laughs> so I mean lately the last the last two nights that we've played, uh we had a we had a good series this last week and I think each game came it was nine to nine. We played three games, each one was nine to nine. The last yep. one was nine eight and then we oh, was, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please. What a what a gracious winner. And the week before we played, Tim and I actually won. So Yeah, you won two good. games in a row. Two games yeah. in a row. You took the set with us right. not even registering a win. Like on purpose and everything we did it. Yeah. It, was, it, was <laughs> it was weird. I didn't yeah. know how to handle it. I didn't either. That's that's why last week we decided to continue to suck. So <laughs> Oh yeah. You had to bring it back. Yeah. Bring bring the universe back to normal. Exactly. All right, so for me, uh, as I mentioned last year, I did a 40 by 10. Uh, this year, I kind of wanted to do a little something different. I, I realized about halfway through my 40 by 10 that, you know, I was stopping to play games I enjoyed because I had 10 plays of them. So this year, I'm going to do a solo challenge of a 3 by 100. And um, it's kind of cheating a little bit. So one of the three games is going to be Marvel Champions that I already talked about on, on the podcast here. And the other one is going to be Lord of the Rings, the living card game. Um, that we kind of briefly talked about how I forced him to play both of those in like a week span. Um, the main reason I chose those two, I do, I do love them both. They're both very good, but the, the really the main reason is I own everything for them. So I've put so much money into these games that I want to actually start to get my money's worth. I think I have 170 plays of Lord of the Rings and I think about 70 plays of Marvel champions. So I just kind of want to get those up there. And then for the third set of 100, that's just basically solo games, whatever I want to play. So, you know, I could, whatever I'm feeling, explore it, too many bones. If I get a new one that comes out this year, if any of these Kickstarters that I've backed over the last two years actually deliver, uh, I can just kind of throw those on there. So, yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> that's a good Chronicles, Chronicles of Junagor, I think, is uh-huh. one of the more recent ones that's getting pushed. Aeon's End Trespass. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll revisit that, you know, in 2027 when I get those. But <laughs> so, yeah. 11's coming this year, Brian. You gotta that, believe that's that's true. I, I, that, I am looking. There's a lot, a lot of Kickstarter. I mean, that's a whole another podcast topic. The Kickstarters that I've backed and I'm looking forward to. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, much like Josh Malazan, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, like I mentioned, I usually read. Last year, I read Dresden Files and Witcher. The year before that, it was Wheel of Time. So that's just I like reading a big long series as well as some other shorter series um, to try to get them off my um, reading. T- 
TBR list, to be read list, not, not shelf of shame. It's their book. So it's not a shelf of shame, but it's effectively <laughs> the same thing. So but yeah, that's, that's mine. Just continue to solo play. And, uh, but this year just kind of focus more on what I actually want to play as opposed to making it more of a job. So how about there you, Tim? You trying to make it fun. So yeah. yeah. And, and similar, similar to what you're talking about for me, it's going to be to continue to increase solo gaming. I'll say in general. So I've um, in 2021, about 13% of all my games were uh, specifically played solo. So, and, and that was a, a pretty drastic uptick from the year prior where I'm going to guess it was less than 1%. So that's something that, uh, that I've, I've found and am, am really liking um, so, so far. So uh, for, for me, and I think you were kind of referring to this, um, how I worded it was transitioning my time spent organizing my games to actually playing them. Yeah. So what I was recognizing and, and it's fine. I actually had, I, I, I actually enjoy the time of punching a game and going through the organization, whether it be bagging or sleeving or whatever. Um, but uh, in addition, okay. Now, now that now that uh, you know some of that activity has been done, how do how do I actually get this to the table and and, and get some of them some of them actually played? So that's that's a uh, a key resolution for 2022. And then lastly, just overall selfish shelf of shame oppor- slash opportunity. So I was just taking a look. I've got uh, at the beginning of the year, I had 76 titles that were. Uh, waiting to be played uh Yikes. some of them some of them have some age on them so they aren't necessarily all new games but my intent for 2022 is to reduce that in half uh in january i've already been able to pick off nine of those so uh nice. hopefully you know just continuing or planning to continue that uh as we as we head into february and beyond well, yeah, that's, that's I know a we lot. have a couple of those in common because uh, Crystal Palace yeah. and Coffee Traders are probably on both of our lists. So yes, they are. We can get those off. Absolutely. Nice. So yeah, that was that was all I had. Nice. That's a great list. All right. Very good. Very good. So with that, we want to uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. To continue the conversation, please join our Discord server and toss a question or a comment in the podcast questions channel. These can range from industry questions or game preferences all the way to personal day-to-day questions. And lastly, join us next time when we discuss collection curation and culling. We'll catch you next time beyond the table. Good night, everybody. See you later. Bye, everyone. All right. So that was a thing. We did it. Lots. We did it. Exactly. Holy cow. Lots of stuff. Yep. So anything you guys feel like you forgot? Seemed like we covered a lot of stuff. I don't think so. No. How the hell did we get into January already? I know. Isn't that nuts? I know. Mm. All right. Ah! I, I, I've got two games into my 300. So, I mean, two then games? again, yeah, then again, I just set that 3 by 100 goal about, I don't know, six hours ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
Alright guys, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit stop and see what happens. We don't have to kick Craig out, so that's one less thing we have to screw up. <laughs>